Good evening, folks, and welcome to Writing the Nerds, a show where we get to discuss all the nerdy shit that you guys find enjoyable and that we do too. Uh, but I'm Cody, and with me, as always, I am the Lordeth Tiberius Kegrith the Third. Top Kegger. All right, and uh, how about you, sir? And I'm RDG, the wonderer, who is wishing you with wondering at the moment. <laughs> wishing you with wondering, yes, yes, very good, yes. And uh, with some old-timey speak going in, I think it's a good way to uh, talk about what we're going to talk about, which is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, 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 oh. Not that satanic thing from the 80s. No! Because everything satanic includes dice rolls. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. They're worshipping Satan! Well, if I roll a 20, maybe. Right. I'm sorry, Satan's not one of the 18 deities in this. So, right. Uh, right, like, uh, we are talking Dungeons and Dragons and everything it encompasses, which we figured out everything breaks down to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say that hasn't broken down into Dungeons and Dragons is the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, but that's because those gave birth to Dungeons and Dragons, right? Like that's you can't break them down; they're they're kind of the basis for the whole thing. Yeah, like you know, Bilbo and Frodo are definitely your rogues. Really, really feel like uh, we need uh, Bucky here. It's like, yeah, I read the Hobbit. I read it in 1939 when it first came out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm coming late to the game. Like, I've just recently discovered Dungeons and Dragons and how much I really enjoy it. Well, even to that, there's so many pen and paper offshoots, too. That right, start, you like, to, I mean, everything from Vampire to Hunter the Reckoning to Pathfinder. Yeah, to, Pathfinder, that's the other one I hear a lot of. Vampire the Masquerade, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch. Eli, you're not late to the game, my friend. If you've been to a Renaissance Fair in your life before you played Dungeons and Dragons, you were playing Dungeons and Dragons in real life. Okay, I wore the one, I've been to one Renaissance Fair and I wore my clothes, like Eli King's clothes. I didn't dress up, and it because it was a last minute thing anyway. My boss at Stonebelt was like, "Hey, you want to go to a Ren Fair this weekend?" And I went, "Okay." <laughs> like, and clearly. In that case, sir, wearing regular clothes, you must have been some type of chronomancer. Oh, yes. The best thing about that Ren Fair was Bluebeard the Pirate. I've never <laughs> laughed so hard in my life. And I wasn't expecting him to be funny, and so when he actually was genuinely funny, I couldn't help myself. But uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I mean, uh, that's not something I didn't know, like... I've heard that my whole life. Yep. The Satanic Panic was all about like trying to make Dungeons and Dragons evil, and I was born in '84, so right. Yeah, which I mean, go ahead and throw out the fact that you know, unless you guys get really into it, you're just telling the dungeon master what spell you're trying to use. You're not actually citing an incantation. Right. Some of you might, you know. Some, if you want to, why not make some shit up? I'm tinkering with DMing. Now, now if you're LARPing, then you. You have no choice. You have to do the fake incantation. Whatever. No, you don't. All you have to do is throw tennis balls at people and say, Oh, yeah, yeah, see, 
I've seen the video of the guy throwing the little balled up pieces of aluminum foil going, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. So there's no incantation there. Yeah. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, man. Like, who knew that I would love to narrate a world? <laughs> I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. I got introduced back when I was like 12 years old. My cousin got a hold of it, and it was third edition at that time. Yeah, I think it's what, in five? Six, yeah. Five. Like, do they still have the foreword from Vin Diesel in the rule books or anything? <laughs> I, in my handbook, there is no foreword. In my DM manual, there is no forward. So. so, if I can just throw this out here, the only black mark on the Dungeons & Dragons track record that's worse than the Dungeons & Dragons movie with Marlon Wayans... <laughs> I forgot about that. Jeremy ...is the last witch hunter featuring Vin Diesel's character that came from a D&D campaign that he ran for, like, 20 years. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even know he was that big into it. Yeah. So, so I'm sort of torn on that though because I like that Witcher. It's not mm. like the medieval Witcher. This is more like a in the future Witcher. Like, say the Witcher happened, and then normal Earth happened, Middle Earth happened, and mm. then like a thousand years in the future, Vin Diesel's Witcher happened. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I I under I, I sort of understand. I like that. I, you know, it wasn't. The regular Witcher story, I liked his interpretation of it because to me it was more of a I'm in the future type deal, but you still dealt with magic and witches. And yeah, I mean, he just, all he did was just write a movie based on some D&D stuff that he played that he liked, which, good on him. Yeah. I right? mean, look at Critical Role. They have The Legend of Vox Machina, mm -hmm. which is an animated, scripted animated show, and then they have their show Critical Role, which they just sit around and play D&D. It's really weird to hear Levi Ackerman Dungeon Master game. <laughs> it's like, I feel like he's about ready to kill a bunch of titans, but he's telling me there's a dragon? What's going on? Have you seen um, um, Libre, Libre Nacho? Help me out. Nacho Libre? Libre, Nacho. Uh, Nacho Libre. Uh, Jack, Nacho Jack Libre. Black? Yeah. Jack Black. Jack Black has a YouTube um, Dungeons and Dragons group that he meets. They dress up in costume and everything. <laughs> oh god awesome. I might have to watch this I'd have to watch that I mean too. Jack have you seen have you, if you've seen it, Jack Black's TikTok Instagram Facebook <laughs> and you've seen his videos his house kind of looks like a fucking castle yeah have, <laughs> have any of you guys seen pictures of Joe Manganiello's Dungeons and Dragons yes room? oh it's my god yes epic like you got some hardcore celebrity nerds and I know he gets together with fellow celebrities and yeah. plays and I know Patton Oswalt had a game for a while that he did too yeah like, so, like, Dungeons and Dragons has been around for, you know, what, at least 60 years? Uh, it came out in the 60s, maybe in Around about, yeah. So, I'm sure that's a Google. My first experience with Dungeons and Dragons, I know some of you guys relate your experience, was uh, Boy Scouts. Uh, one of my um, buddies from Boy Scouts, he introduced me to the game, and we just do that in Boy Scouts, you know, a little bit, create our characters, learn the dice, the die rolls, and all that stuff. So, that was my introduction. See, that's what the thing is. Like, I'm coming in in 5th edition. Now, I say it's my first time. Me and a couple friends of mine in junior high, like, half-ass played where we made up, like, our own character sheets, but there was no dice. And, like, it was just basically us just sitting around telling stories. But, uh, like, actually coming in in 5th edition, I have a rule book. 
And then I have a handbook. And then I have the player's handbook. And I'm just like, and then I have the DM guide. And I'm sitting here trying to like, I've, I've never felt more like I'm in college in my life. Yeah. Like I'm studying and I'm trying to fit this character aspect and this backstory in. And there's a lot of work to be in a DM. I kind of just want to play. Yeah. <laughs> if you DM it, you need the monster guide too. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've just been uh, cheating and using the internet for right now, the monster guide. I've been getting the books one at a time because, damn it, they're 40 bucks a piece. Yeah, I know. So, like, there's, there's apparently a newer one too. His name out there, uh, uh, a female, I forgot her name. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, t- uh, mm, Tab of t- uh, something's Book of Everything. Yeah. Hmm. T- uh, Tasha's Book of Everything, I think. I think I think you're right. Yeah. And I like I said I started with third edition. Ray Sean, I'm at. Did you start with uh, third edition as well? Then? So I started with first second edition, um, and then third edition was popping up when I started getting deeper into it. Because hmm. I think third third edition is where they start introducing introducing Scion, psionics. I think Psyons. so. Because yeah, I, no, I, I I have all I have all the old yeah Tasha's cauldron of everything. Okay. Thank you, D and D Beyond. I uh, <laughs> no, I I started with third edition, and then my yeah. cousin got a hold of a first edition book, and we did we went backward and oh, did yeah. that, and then second edition he found that. So we like we started off essentially like, you know, going modern, then retro catching back up to modern, which was weird. <laughs> well, like so my third, third edition basically changed the armor rolls because so yeah. so. Armor used to be rated differently in first and second edition. Matter of fact, you can like you can be unkillable. You used to be able to be unkillable. Up your armor, yeah, you get certain much. armor sets. But then, well, like thirties, your max that. stat. So, mm. although, yeah. well, let's just all call some call some bullshit on some old stats here. Thacko, fuck that Thaco. noise. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, okay, now here's where we get technical, and a lot of this is gonna go over my head because, like, I'm starting. My official first time with D&D is the Essentials Kit. It's supposed to be everything you need to run a campaign and play. Yeah. Um, and it literally hand-holds you through DMing, which is why I got it. I, yeah. needed, I needed somebody to walk me down through it. And uh, But here's the thing. I'm coming in at 5th edition. How many races are there now? Um, How many classes, they've added subclasses, so many sub-races? Like... My ki- my youngest, Alan, came up and he was like, I want to be a kobold. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> that, okay. I do can, know now. I've, I've be, done a lot of... You can be a kobold? Yeah, you can be a kobold. Jesus. Yeah, now you can. You used to not be able to. Those, yeah. guys, just used, those guys just used to be cannon fodder. Like, yeah, they like, like... And not only that, there are different kobolds. Because you can be a kobold yeah. that was hatched by kobolds, but you can also be yeah. a dragonborn kobold. Oh. And you have a chance, it's like a 1 in 10 chance, that you can ascend to being a dragon if you're a dragonborn kobold. Fusro da, bitch. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, what's really funny is Alan is the kobold. Yeah. The shortest, one of the shortest members of the party. There's two. Yeah. There's a halfling and, and then the kobold. Uh, the halfling, I think, is actually the shortest. But uh, the kobolds are fighter. <laughs> I can only imagine that. 
Our cobalt has got huge chain mail on, plate mail, and like waddles, trips children with his tail. That's what my favorite part of of D&D is, though, is because like you can do all that because, Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, it's just, it's what you want. And the best part, too, is at times whenever, and I've heard people complain about this, if you have a campaign set up and people just get a bunch of lucky-ass rolls, and you have this character going through your entire campaign, and they kill them halfway through, and you're just like, oh, well, fuck me. I guess we're just going to have to do everything. (laughs) Well, like like the other night, I was playing with my kids, and the party gets attacked by four orcs. One of them, the, the, the wood elf, is up on top of these gates firing arrows at them, and the other, the four orcs and the other three party members are on top of each other, swinging around, hitting nothing because the dice were rolling ones and twos the whole time. I was like, so they swing the battle axe and miss again. So like, no, but it wasn't like just the orcs or just the the party. Mm. Nobody was hitting the broad side of a barn, and that's just how the dice were rolling. Yeah. <laughs> my my cousin when he was DMing would sometimes get pissed with those rolls and he'd be like, all right, the orc. Swung, fell over, and fell on his own axe because fuck him. All right, like, let's just move on. Rocks fall, everybody dies. There's nothing worse than doing a roll for a rogue, and you have to, you try to sneak up behind a target, and you miss your, your um, silent walk or your um, stealth roll. Oh, God, yes. Field. You just snap a twig or basically, like, fumble and bump into them. Right, you Han Solo that shit in Return of the Jedi, like... Hmm. Uh, my character is a rogue, uh, a nice. tiefling rogue, uh, nice. more of a spy. I based him off of uh, the Fox Netflix Lucifer. Oh, very good. And so, yeah, he's very charismatic and charming. Uh, and then my oldest, she is a wood elf ranger. Nice. Wood elf ranger. That's a ranger right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's G. She actually <laughs> took out three of the four orcs. <laughs> so, so, but she was, wasn't in the fray. She was back shooting yeah. from range. So, but yeah, uh, I had to pick a tiefling because of the demonic nature and that's just kind of me. Uh, but he is nothing like, like, so hey, quick question for you. The rangers, do the rangers have access to cleric spells or to, um, druid, druidic spells still? I, I mean, don't remember. I know she just got spells. Like we just hit level three, so we right. all we all just kind of got a bunch of spells. So I'm still kind of new. <laughs> I'm literally looking through my DM guide as things are happening. Like I'm trying to. I've always I've got the handbook, the rule book, the DM guide. I'm just kind of like all over the place. Do rangers still have cantrips at lower levels? Or yeah, they have cantrips. Rangers okay. have cantrips. Um, Bards have cantrips. Yeah. Okay. Um, my rogue starts out with a cantrip, but that has more to do with his race than class. Right. Because uh, Tiflings automatically know Thermalurgy. Right. So, and then because they automatically know Thermalurgy, later at level three, they can cast Hellish Rebuke. Nice. Right. So I was just like, Perk of being a demon. <laughs> there was another big issue during early rule books, like third editions versus second edition. Rogues were literally like the mini uh, mages, like 
any reveal item spells or whatnot. You didn't need a wizard for it. You could find a rogue with a scroll, and it was like free. I mean, I when I hit level three, I did pick arcane trickster just so I could have access to spells. Like that was nice. the whole reason I picked arcane trickster instead of thief or assassin. I was like, arcane trickster spells. Yes. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> right. Uh, so classes. What are you guys is uh, what's your go-to class for a character? I did uh, cleric for a while. I, I don't know the the ability to both beat ass and use spells was very important to me while having a decent armor set. So I I did cleric. My go-to was always a wizard. I didn't too much care about art. Either a wizard. Well, a wizard was my go-to. My other one was um, a ranger. So hmm. I and this is almost going to be blasphemy, I'm sure. But uh, when it comes to fantasy stuff, I I don't care for mages and wizards. I I don't know what it is. I I will not play as them. Yeah, no. I I just I don't know. I guess wizards. I chill, I like wizards because I don't like to. It's easier for me to sit in the back while everybody else is saying, "Hey, I'm gonna put the character." You know, See. I can just sit there. And but the only thing that sucks is most of the time with wizards, when you're catching, when you're rolling for a spell, not nine times out of ten, you're gonna misfire. So yeah, so you're gonna roll the dice, you're gonna misfire the spell, and you just waste the spell because you only have a certain amount that you can memorize per day. Yeah, you gotta wait for a long rest to recharge or set up new spells or whatever. I'm yeah. like I said, I'm still getting used to all of that. Like I actually have like a legal pad notebook, and as I read through the dungeon master guide, I'm taking notes like I'm in fucking college. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's, hey, that's the that's the, the gear right there, dude. Right. The legal pad. Heck yeah. I mean, I, yeah. The first thing I did when we set up and and because I talked to it like. I started listening to Critical Role Campaign 3. This is how all of this started for me. And this has only been a month, month and a half ago. Um, And I'm listening to it, and I'm just, like, so sucked into it. Like, I'm so drawn and just all in already. Uh, I I just pitched it to the kids. I was like, hey, would you guys be interested in, like, maybe playing D&D? And Alan was all about it so i was like yeah. yep all in uh but i don't know what i'm doing like i really wish i'd have had a dm somebody that could have dm a game for us so we could have played and i could have learned a little better like watching uh, but yeah the, uh i'm interested in all these classes like there are classes i don't even know what the art is for Oh, I don't know that one. That's like a newish one, I guess. Artisifer? Yeah. Arts Artisifer? Oh, so that's a newer class with the fifth edition. Uh, yeah, fifth edition. Yeah. So they are a little bit of, um, they're not really mages. They are mages per se, but they're not really mages because they can only have a limited amount of spells. But they are able to make um, artifacts, make um, weapons. Mm. Nice, that, okay. That, that you. So, so they make magical items. And also That's cool. also pretty good about changing some of the uh, decoration on the front of your house. <laughs> what was it? Prestidigitation? <laughs> you can cast prestidigitation and do what the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's something new. That's like, that's like a fifth edition thing. That's new. <laughs> well, see, like, and I said class earlier. I meant race. I should have said race, which is what I was thinking in my head. But class wow. came out. Uh, but class was a good one too because, I mean, shit. There's so many classes and yeah. subclasses now. 
Like I knew bar I knew what was it? Warrior, yeah. the barbarian, barbarian, fighter, cleric, Bards, mage, yeah. bard, you know, and I and a rogue. And now there's so many different ones. Like, see, if anybody played as a bard whenever we were playing, like they got mercilessly made fun of. You know, I mean, yeah, I can see that. It, it was just like the get him with your loot. You know, like it, <laughs> be like, shut up! I actually have like shit I can do with this. Be like, no, just hit him with the loot. You do better. <laughs> like it's <laughs> well, it's like uh, on Critical Role's campaign one, Scanlan, the he's the gnome bard. And, like, he's actually kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you meet him in Vox Machina, like, I don't know if it's a Tifling or what, but there's, like, this girl, and her door opens up, and he's going down on her, and he pops up, and he's like, hello! And she <laughs> grabs his head and pulls it back down. Like, the entire time, he's just about, like, playing music, getting drunk, and fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the other part, too, because... Every now and then, if there'd be like a lull, if the dungeon master was looking something up, someone would be like, "Hey, do you think maybe the bard can sing us a song?" Like, Shut up! I'm never playing this fucking character again. Oh, see, I got a bard, and I chose a bard because I needed, I wanted some healing spells, but I didn't want a sorcerer in case they wanted a sorcerer or, or a wizard or whatever warlock. I mean, shit. Uh, I know in one of the realms uh there's a school of magic and a headmaster of necromancy so <laughs> uh, yeah i remember when necromancy used to not be considered it was in the game but you couldn't yeah. play it like, it was it an was evil a- thing it was yeah. only villains could be necromancers which i guess yeah. that brings that because i know you asked about race i, I usually played half elf half elf mm-hmm. uh see i didn't know anything about oh. races I mean, I knew the races. You know, yeah. you got your your basics. You got your human, your halfling, your uh, dwarf, dwarf, elf. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. Human, halfling, dwarf, elf. And that, that's it, actually. Yeah. I think that was that was the all of it. Um, and then now you can be like an orc, or an ogre, or, uh, what do they call it? A uh, half orc used to be a thing too. Half orc. They've got half elves. Uh, I was really pleased because when I started like kind of getting interested in this was actually a while ago because other people were talking about Critical Role and I was kind of getting hinted at that like hey come play this with us and I just didn't take the bait but I looked up races and tieflings jumped out at me immediately Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's just because of who I am or what but Damn, I love a tiefling. How about alignment? Is that uh, still That's a still a thing. Um, yeah, I, fi- I figured it would be. That's like half the fun a lot of the time. With, with the, the one I'm playing with the kids, none of us are really magical. We all picked other... We all picked other uh, things, and the reason we're picking certain things is because... Uh, the reason we're doing things as we level up is so we can have magic. Yeah. Um, but when it comes into like clerics and paladins and stuff, that's when you get your alignment. Your alignments really matter because your paladin, like whatever god you're serving, yeah, your alignment is their alignment. Monks, um, monks, yeah, monks. Any type of like religious element, and I love that. Like when you read the DM manual, it's like gods exist and walk this land. So there are real god. Gods are real in this. So like. 
if you don't like that, then you don't even have to use it. But like, <laughs> the gods are real. I liked that. That was funny. Never fun when you run into one, though. Well, like, I just found out that the end of Critical Role Campaign 1, they fight Vecna, which is what made me go back and listen to it. I was like, I want to know how badass Vecna really is. <laughs> yes. And I'm pretty sure the whole first campaign was just placating Stranger Things. Because one of the first villain, yeah. the first things they fight is the Mind Flayer. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Which, the vampire stuff that I know is coming because of I watched Vox Machina yeah. is awesome. But, oh, yeah, you can play as a vampire now, too, can't you? Yes, you can be a vampire, you can be a werewolf. Um, and just about everything in between. In fact, I don't even think there are monsters off the table, except maybe blah, or, uh, okra jellies. And I'm sure somebody's played a character like on the Orville. Yeah. You know? What was it? Uh, oh, God. Who does that voice? It, he Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Yeah. yeah. Norm McDonald's, I think. I don't remember what his name is on there. The guy Man, has the last name. Nah. I, I, so, like I told you, my go-to was Wizard, but outside of Wizard, I played a Cyanus. They used to be the bomb. And then 5th edition came out and nerfed them completely. Um, because with them, and I'm, I know I'm talking about a single, single archetype, but basically they get their, they have, they're, they're like Wizards without using, um, Magic per se, they use psychic energy, but they have to have tattoos. Like they have to imprint their magic. Their their abilities is from a tattoo. Oh yeah, they still kind of have that. I I remember reading about tattoos and what yeah. certain tattoos can do. So I can be yeah. honest for just a second. It's gonna be a little pet peeve of mine, but I kind of have a problem with enchanted tattoo shit because of Final Fantasy Thirteen. <laughs> well, what about Electra? Nah, I mean, that's all right, because... You don't remember that movie? Because Elektra was not Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen. She... Okay, everything after 10... or Okay, everything after 11, until the remake... Until 15, I hated it. I didn't like 15, either, but I be I enjoyed 15 enough to beat it. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed it enough to beat it. Made it further than I did. <laughs> I, but... No, like, I, so yes, I, Enchanted Tattoos can be cool, unless it's that fucking guy. <laughs> and I think the character on Electra is even named Tattoo. <laughs> oh, really? Well, he can go back to Fantasy Island. <laughs> right, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he can go back to Fantasy Island. Deplane, uh, deplane, sorry. Yep. Couldn't resist. Um. Like, another thing that really, like, floors me is just all the worlds. Like, there's a kit. Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Like, there's a Rick and Morty crossover. You can do anything you want, which is the best. You can even just take those rules and set them in modern times completely if you wanted to. It's not the easiest transition. A lot of well, they got the, this, the, a new one that just dropped here recently because of D&D Beyond. I get hmm. ads and shit now. But, uh, uh, spell jams. It's all space. Yeah. And I was like, wow, could you get closer to the star jammers there, Scott Summers? <laughs> like, Sorry, you mean in Saba Summers? In Saba Summers. I hate him so much. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of, whenever I would choose like alignment, I realized years later that the way I played Dungeons & Dragons 
I was basically Reed Richards to a certain degree, <laughs> and I fucking hate it. Like, there's that that moment when you're just like, you do everything just because it's your idea and you think it's the best one at the time. And not only that, you're like, you're t- basically telling other characters, like, nah, fuck, I'm going to do this. And then I just did it. Like, it, it just... My character was a douchebag, but that way by design. Like, it was... Well, see, mine mine is like a a spy. So my rogue is more spy than assassin. And uh, the way I've made his personality is he loves to be the center of attention, which is awful for a spy. Yes. And he's got a bright-ass green jade cloak, like green jade coat with gold inlay around borders and stuff. Like, he's very flamboyant, but so is the bard, who is a female. So, like, they're always trying to, like, out-flamboyant each other. Like, they're trying to out-diva each other at all times, but they're also, like, best friends. So, So basically, it's, you know, Jaskier and anyone he travels with at that point. That's a... I I was thinking of more, like, if... uh, Steve and Robin. Like, I kind of based this whole friendship uh, off of Steve and Robin, but right. I made Steve way more flamboyant, like Lucifer in yeah. Lucifer. So, uh, and Robin is very much more vocal because she's not as vocal. But, like, the playfulness of their friendship, yeah, like, and the very platonic na- nature of their friendship, that's kind of what I based this whole dynamic as. Um, but yeah, there's we have one fighter who is basically I can pick him up and throw him at the problem. Oh good. <laughs> what was it? Fastball special? Yeah, do a fastball special. Uh and then my character is a tie is a tiefling, so has horns. And his favorite thing to do is jump up on my shoulders and drive me. <laughs> <laughs> and drink coffee and run around in circles while we travel. So <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, uh, I, I really think it's hilarious how you can see, literally look at anything and break it down to D&D. Oh, yeah. Well, there's your mage. Well, there's your white mage. I say, Ray BG had a really good breakdown episodes ago. I've had breakfast many times since that day, right. so I don't remember all of it. But every time we would mention a character, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's the rogue. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I see that smile. <laughs> and it's, I'm not going to lie, like, as far as class goes, I think Rogue would always be my go to. Because when I think Rogue, I think Han Solo. Rogue is fun shit. I think Lando Calrissian. Even though La- they're different types of rogues. Um, I, I like rogues. Like, they're, they're morally gray. Yeah, and that's partly why I would play cleric after that very first run through I did. It's like I realized my character just kind of a douchebag, so maybe if I do the alignment thing differently, I'll have to adhere to something. <laughs> nope, and not really. Not not entirely. No, it's like <laughs> only if you go against whatever you're worshiping. Yeah, and then they'll take their boons away from you. But uh, like I think it's real interesting. Go ahead, Bo. What were you saying? Oh, I guess. Oh, right. and so my, I just heard the background there. Oh, maybe. Uh, now I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> oh, man. I had 
I'm trying to think. Kind of where to go. I mean, if we break down anything D and D, of course, not counting the D and D movies because those are pretty damn obvious, if you ask me. Right. I mean, well, they got the well, the, uh, the 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 books even. They got a bunch of books. Oh, so many books. I mean, Drizzt, Drista Erden, mm-hmm. the Drow. Yeah. Oh yeah, Drow. I mean, that's. That's Forgotten him. Realms. That was I was the original OG campaign set right there. Yeah, I played a ton of Forgotten Realms at one point. Well, that's where I'm at with like our campaign. We're in the Forgotten Realms. We're on the Sword Coast, and I know nothing of Faerun. So like, I'm trying to crash course myself in like history of Faerun and locations of things, and I'm like, damn it, this is a lot harder because like the Essentials Kit does hold your hand as DM, but does not give you anything about backstories and trying to make integrate the characters trying to make them feel more like a part of the story so like i'm literally having to learn that from other sources yeah until i got my dm guide and that seems to have it all i just haven't gotten through it uh, i mean <clears throat> just going back to it the final fantasy example from earlier mm-hmm. final fantasy one is a perfect example of D's contribution to or video games, right. honestly, because what you have your black mage, your white mage. Yeah, black mage, white mage. You have your thief, rogue. Yeah, your rogue, thief, your rogue thief. Um, I think it's just a thief. Yeah, warrior. Uh, right. And then you have warrior, uh, which is or fighter. Yeah, a uh, monk. That's the one we're thinking. We're missing. Yes. That's no. the fit. You know, the fist. Right. Uh, Fisticuffs. Um, usually gets the knuckles of the gauntlets, you know. Marquis of Queensberry going for it. Yeah, you know, that. back when everybody thought monk Shaolin. You know. Yeah. Um, that's that's actually kind of where I pull my basis for how we've been playing. It's like I know there's like even XP is different. Like you can do XP in a number of different ways. Well, I played JRPGs my entire adolescence. So to me, XP comes from battles. So when you fight monsters, you get XP, you level up. Like, but you can just like complete a task and get XP now. Yeah. Like... Think of that more as the original MMO style. So, like your jobs in EverQuest, or even uh, that one Star Wars Galaxies, the first Star Wars MMO they did, where it's oh, yeah. just like press F nine to clean the dishes. Oh, you fucked it up. Try again, Wookie. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So gain an X- XP for that stuff. And yeah. So I've just been running off of battle XP. Um, like I know, it, even in the book, it said. When you complete the first, it's got like three quests you got to do to start the game. And that's basically to level you up to be able to go on and do other things. So, but it basically says, uh, you know, it just kind of, when you get done with this, this one, like uh, Dwarven Excavation, when you return, you level up. When you get done with the next one of the starter quest, you level up. After you get the first three done, you get... You do two of the side quests, you level up. And I'm like, well, why the fuck are the XP listed on the monsters you fight? Yeah. So, like, I'm really confused on how all of this works, and I kind of realized that it's just however I want it to work. Yeah. And even at that, like, anytime you've ever leveled a character up in a video game, too, because, I mean, there's always that part of me that enjoys the chaos of it, because I always kind of wanted to have, like, a Fallout type run where you turn your intelligence down to one yeah. so you can't talk. <laughs> There's a character in the thing you're listening to. His name's Grog. He has an intelligence of six. And at one point he's like, I 
I have an intelligence of six. I think I know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, yeah, you do, buddy. Yeah. Good job. You're cute. That's funny. I'm poor hell. Like, they're trying to, the, the mind slayers can control you if they look into your eyes. Yeah. So they're trying to find light. It took him weeks to make that. He takes a pot and just puts it on his head. <laughs> weeks to make it. Ding, ding. <laughs> weeks. <laughs> no, it's just, and that's another great thing about it, too, is the kind of creativity that you can use that uh, just to kind of get through situations just from random ass things you just kind of had on you. Mm. Well, like, even creativity, like, as a DM, and the, I'm going to use this example, and I totally pulled this from Critical Role because, damn it, it's good. Like, not what I said to her, not the scene I set up, but the way I did it. Um, I had my oldest character uh, kind of supposed to be hunting, kind of go into a little bit of a trance and have, like, a flashback. And so, like, I set this whole flashback up of the night her mother, her character's mother got killed. Uh and at the end of it, Genesis is damn near crying and has goosebumps. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't mean to do all that. You know, like, I set it up and I kind of really put her in that position. And it's really wild to do that. Because, yeah. like, you're building this whole scene in the mindscape, which is a crazy place to live. And that's... Yeah, at times, it, yeah. I mean, just that's the mark of a good DM right there, though, too. They can absolutely break your heart. They can make you laugh hysterically because there are some incredibly amusing things that can happen, especially if you run out of ways to describe. Oh, during the fight where everybody was missing just because yeah. of the dice roll, everybody was cracking up. Like, I was just like, oh, well, he just swings and accidentally, like falls over something you're like yeah. you could just be super creative and silly and it's all in the moment so like it's just off the top of the dome most of the time because i remember my cousin had to try and figure out because i just went complete overkill on and it was a kobold like it was <laughs> i went complete overkill on it. i used like my most powerful spell and i rolled a critical nice so he's just like 1920 yeah where he's just like i don't know I, this doesn't make any sense. It's just like, basically, he's nothing but goo and viscera all over the landscape around you now. You didn't need to do this at all, you fucking monster. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, I, I... One of the things I keep trying to get the kids to do is like... Um, my favorite thing about a thing about the game is, you know, RPGs in general, is the kill. The final kill. Especially if it's like an epic thing. Yeah. So like I'm real big on trying to give them that moment. Give them the kill. Let them do it. And they always are like, well, I'm going to take my arrow and shoot them and then you can do the rest. And I'm fine. You yeah. flip off, you know, like parkour. Like I was, uh, I end up having to set up the whole kill scene. But I'm really trying to like coax that out of the kids. Like you can do this. Build it. Show me what you're going to do this thing. I mean, she's a... It's the fight. It's the last. It's the hit. Yeah. It's the kill blow. If she's kill a, it however you if want. If she's a wood elf ranger, you could be like, you see some steps nearby and an enemy shield discarded. You take it, surf down the steps on the shield because you're fucking Legolas. Right. Like that. <laughs> well, like I had her at one point. She was shooting at a uh, shooting at an orc, and 
she had to go from one gate to the other. So I had her do a no-hand somersault over the gap of the gate from one door to the other and then do another one coming down and fire off three arrows at once that pierced all three of the things. And one hit so hard it, 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 it like bolted him to the rock wall. Nice. So, and uh, at one point I had her go off of a pillar and I went, and you jumped off the pillar, parkour, do a flip. Oh, I, I was playing a game of Vampire the Masquerade one time. The guy that I was playing with, they, you know, we were all just having fun. It wasn't too serious of a game, so they decided to institute a rule for after every successful battle that they could roll to montage. Which was, <laughs> which was, awesome. it, it was great, except for the fact that when they decided to roll to montage, forgetting the own rules that they had made up, it was like five in the morning. So we montaged outside until the sun came up. <laughs> like, we all died because of a party. <laughs> Roll to montage. And then what's even funnier is like that. My other kid, like she's rolling to make decisions. She's like, do I want Pop-Tarts or waffles? Roll. What? Just, you can have them both. <laughs> Why are you rolling for Pop Tarts, man? Right. She, <laughs> roll, why don't you roll that fortitude check? Make sure you don't choke on it. Right. Like, yeah. And that's another thing is like, goddamn! Once you get into this, you're sinking cash quick. Like oh, yeah. almost out the gate, you're sinking cash. Uh, and what even sucks is like the app D and D Beyond will not like allow me the comfort of like. I already have like a physical 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 copy of the handbook, mm. the rule guide. I already have a physical copy of the DM guide. They don't care. They want me to buy the shit for the same price on the app. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I already have this shit. <laughs> Although I did, because of D and D Beyond, I did discover the grung. The grung. Picture a three to four foot tall poison dart frog that can walk around on its hind legs and speak. I like it. All right. All right. Turn it into a, uh, give it a a superiority complex and then a bunch of slaves. Oh, go kill it with fire. And that is the grung. And you can be one of these things. And say you're grung. And I think this would be, when I found out about the grung, I thought this would be hilarious. If you have to touch the grung in your party, you have to roll for poison to yeah. see if you're poisoned. What if the grung is your healer? That would be hilarious. <laughs> I would love the grung that. has to touch you to heal you, but it might also poison you at the same time. Wouldn't that be great, though, especially if it killed you because, well, it croaked. <laughs> Bad dad joke. Slap yes. eyes. Right? We just swung that one around. Right. Although I would love to play D and D with Riley sometime because he's been practicing action movie like tagline kind oh, nice. of things, nice. and it's it's been fantastic. Oh, it's just man. like that one day he came in, he's just like, if you were fighting a gorilla, you could be like, I'm about to go ape on you, and I'd be like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like one of those where you just kind of smile and you're like, your life's gonna be. 
Right? Like, I just know it. Uh, Like, you're seven. You've got this stuff lined up. Right? (laughs) Just fantastic. Honestly, if I were a bard, I would just, everything I did in a battle, I would sing, like, a version of a popular pop song today. But, like, try to change it for that. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I would try to be as annoying as possible to where everybody would want me to shut up. (laughs) I actually played a game like that, and it was two of my cousins. The one, uh, he's a great DM. He really is amazing at it. Really good at making shit up on the fly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, creating every campaign from scratch that night kind of thing. Damn. And... He was, he's a good storyteller, but we had my other cousin who clearly was not as into it, not wanting to take it seriously, and was annoying as shit, so he banished him to hell partway through. Nice. And then he had his own sidebar where he just kept being annoying the whole time until finally he had to put into the story where he reset time because the, the devil was just like, or, or that particular demon or whatever, so angry yes. with him that he reset time to bring all of us back to life because he got us killed in the first place. Oh, wow. <laughs> to that moment. And he's just like, now you can redo your decision. And he just goes, oh, I got it. And he does the same thing again. <laughs> just like. Okay, you said That's awesome. Oh. So, yeah, right now, as of right now, like, and the sad thing is I'm starting to get, like, ideas for characters constantly. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know what an artificer was mm-hmm. until just a few, a little bit ago. Um, I That actually would track well with, like, a mad scientist, like, a cross between Eleven's Doctor Who and Professor Farnsworth. Oh, yeah. Like, I have this idea for a character, but they have to have, like, some kind of skill, like, class like that. An artificer would be perfect. Make make like doomsday weapons and shit. One could never have enough doomsday weapons. <laughs> oh, I keep them from time to time. I think they're doing a revival of Futurama. They are next year. For that Futurama. But see, I'm torn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm torn between that because they had the perfect ending. And now there's going to be 20 more episodes. 10 for one season. There's two seasons. 10 one, 10 one. I mean, I mean, Fry and Leela lived an entire life. And then the whole thing was, let's, you know, one more time around, which basically just led you to start the series over and watch it again. Yeah. Like, I thought it was perfect. And now, now there's 20 more episodes coming. Not, not going to lie, I'm stupid excited because I looked at the name of the first ten, the fi- the finale, the return of the parasites, which I think Fry's going to get his worms back. Nice. Um, like some of the names, uh, there's one is basically uh, but, uh, Zap gets canceled. <laughs> which is long overdue. Right. Uh, there's like I'm very excited, but at the same time, like a little torn about that whole final episode. Well, do you think Zap's gonna get canceled because of his sexy learning disorder? <laughs> Sexlexia. <laughs> Kip, tell him what it is. Sexlexia. Kip, tell him what I call it. I actually found out something very heartbreaking about Zap Baronian. What? Uh, Phil Hartman when he died. Yeah, he was supposed to be. But here's the thing. The guy that does Zap Brannigan 
is doing his best Phil Hartman doing Zap Brannigan. I know. Like, that is, that almost makes me just really adore Zap Brannigan. But at the same time, damn it, Zap Brannigan. I need right. to punch him in the face. No, he is a very punchable face. He's kind of like Stifler. He's an asshole, but he's our asshole. Yep. <laughs> I guess swinging back on to the... Uh, D&D. Yes, to D&D. You guys ever find yourself like, you know, let's say in my case, uh, not that it ever happens here, but like a joke doesn't land. Right, yeah. Yeah, you know, because that doesn't happen here at all. <laughs> but right here. you have that moment where everybody's silent and just like, oh, clearly that charisma check was a one. <laughs> Like, I, At I, that I, point, I'd be like, all you hear is... Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> I mean, you're nothing worse than when a joke don't land, mm-hmm. and then you just fart. <laughs> you're like, that might have shit. Right? You, see, you have that moment, though, where you're just like, if anybody heard it, this might have saved it. Like, <laughs> uh... I am, I, I don't know, there's just so much, like I said, when we, like, I think I pitched, like, when we were trying to figure out a topic days ago, I think I even jokingly said D&D, but we would have to turn the entire podcast about D&D to get it, oh, so, like, there's just so much, and there are just, there's constantly new books all the time, like, everything Critical Role does, has done is its own world that they've created that is now Dungeons and Dragons. So, like, you can go to Exandria and meet these characters. Yeah. And, like, I was just like, that's cool as fuck. Matthew Mercer basically invented a world. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. I mean, that was one of the reasons why after I started playing D&D, it got really, like, heavily back into Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Forgotten Realms. Yeah, the Forgotten Realms. That Baldur's. I can do Baldur's Gate with the yeah. with the kids if I need to. It's in. Baldur's, yeah, Baldur's Gate one and two, man. That's, that's the good shit right there. Um, Who'd had, you play as? What 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 were you in, as Baldur in uh, Baldur's Gate? God, I don't remember. It's been so long ago. Although I do have one. I started on the Xbox. So I got that combo pack of one and two. And I can't remember what I did there either. It's been a while. B, I know Boulder's Gates. That's a that's a thing I can do. RBG, what was uh, what was the last experience with you in D and D? With Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Um. Well, I guess like I've heard you guys talk about mostly through the game. I haven't had a one on one Dungeons and Dragons or you know Dungeons and Dragons in a while. So I would say, um, shoot. Um, World of Warcraft, maybe. <laughs> that counts. Um, yeah, that counts. I, I, I used to play. Um, oh my gosh, it's been forever. Um, Everquack. Oh, Everquest. oh yeah. Everquest. Everquest. Um, but no, I've played something more recently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, basically, those were. But the last time I really played a Dungeons and Dragons game, I mean, you can. Maybe you can count um, stuff like, um, give me a second, um, like uh, Fallout, maybe. 
Maybe. I mean, I not, honestly, yeah. if you play an RPG, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Essentially, yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, those those are the um, basic Dungeons and Dragons games I've played. I mean, like I mentioned Cyberpunk, I play Cyberpunk. That's, that's like a yeah, that's basically. version of Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I mean, they've got the, 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 the mm-hmm. RPG, the Cyberpunk. That I mean, was it 2044 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and there's a right. Warhammer pen. 2077. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Warhammer is out. Warhammer is that other. It's like the multi. So picture Dungeons and Dragons with a multiverse, and that's like one of the verses. Well, I mean, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons has a multiverse. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, like just the sheer. Like, I can. I mean, the Elder Scrolls borrows real heavily oh, yeah. off Absolutely. of that. Elder I mean, Scrolls, yes. Even to the fact that the gods have their own realms, like right. the, yes. the Daedric realms and stuff. Like, it, yeah, they're, they're borrowing real heavy. Yes, thank you. I, uh... But yeah, I mean, those, I mean, I haven't, like I said, I haven't, it's been a while. I really wish I could get a group. I tried to teach my son Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons while we were in Indiana, but it didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. But um, I really wish. Oh, Michael was really young, too. You know, yeah. play with. Still, I, so. I like I said, I just pitched it to my kids and they were receptive and I pounced. Oh yeah, like Stranger Things really helped with that one, right? Yeah, for a lot of people, uh, like I'm half expecting like I, like I'm I can't wait to get the monster manual so I can actually look at some of these monsters and uh, like you don't even have to use any of these monsters. It's just basic stats you can fucking run through or create your own. And like the create your own thing is in the in the DM guide. It just yeah. gives you a guide on how to create a monster. And the DM guide's got some monsters and shit like that. But uh, I just really want to see, like, some of these famous ones, like the Mind Flayer, the Demigorgon, Vecna. Yep. <clears throat> and I love it because, like, if you ever look Vecna up, like the history of Vecna, uh, for the longest time, Vecna was a hand and an eyeball, and he was so elusive that nobody knew, could remember what he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. and now he's a god. <laughs> so, like, now he's an evil god. So... <laughs> But yeah, just Vecna's hand and eye, like that's all the that's all it was. was Vecna's hand and eye. But yeah, I really I really enjoy seeing some of these like monsters. Especially yeah. monsters that like I kind of grew up with already because of yeah. like playing Final Fantasy VII. Yep. I already knew what a mimic was. I know what a what a jelly is. Like I know what these monsters are. Because they're heavily borrowed from D and D, right? Like everything turns back into D and D. It doesn't matter what what you do. It it's it. You're playing D and D constantly. Yep. <laughs> you just don't have dice most of the time. I mean, yeah, I, and I mean, I I still love the fact that D and D, and I guess by extension, Lord of the Rings has played into everything in pop culture, essentially. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, D&D is like being super popular now, and yet it'll probably in about 10 years, people will forget about it, Mm -hmm. and then it might come in. But like, there are so many nerds that play D&D that do entertainment stuff. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Joe Manganiello, Patton Oswalt, Vin Diesel. Right. I mean, he was a friggin' sex symbol for women, playing a 20-year game of D&D. And I mean, and that's the that's the best thing you can tell. He's all about partying up because look at the Fast and Furious franchise. Right, it's so like it's, yeah, just, it's totally a party. All of his uh, campaigns are about family. Family, yeah. Uh, uh, the, he can't drink Corona in it though. 
well, so how does he do anything? Right on. I, I just kind of wonder uh, at that sometimes. And that sucks because I do like a Corona. Like, mm. like that's kind of like my go-to beer. And, like, it's forever been tainted by the damn Fast and the Furious. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Rayshawn, watching your kids in the background is hilarious. They are pretty funny, aren't they? Well, your they little are. girl just keeps, like, just, like, posing and shit. It's so funny and cute. <laughs> she'll, do, she'll do that, like, when no one, she thinks no one's looking, but when she knows we were looking, she's... She gets oh, well, she's screwed because I've been watching her damn near every time she does it, and it's adorable. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, sorry, oh, I just goodness. your kids, uh, your kids crack me up, brother. Uh, let's see. But um, oh, what was I gonna say? I oh yeah, I was talking about celebs. What'd you have, ABG? Well, no, you were talking about celebs. I was gonna mention because we we have mentioned the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. Chris Pine. <laughs> pieces. And I mean, there are a lot of celebs in there. I mean, yeah. even the guy who was on um, season one of, um, what's the name that show that all the women swooned over? Uh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton? Not Back that then, I... he would say that he would this never guy? ever yeah. be on Bridgerton okay. again. Not that I knew that from experience or anything. Reggie Jean Page. Reggie Jean Page. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to... That... Justice Smith, huh? Yeah, Justice Smith, so, you know. Interesting. Taking time out from Detective Pikachu 2 to join us here. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm game. That's another thing is, like, I feel like we need another Detective Pikachu. But we that's just, that's really another topic do. for a day. Because I was joking before we started about seeing. Uh-oh. Oh. We lost Rayshon. The hell? Reconnection. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Okay. We've, what have we done? Damn you, Skype. Of all the times. While we try to get Sean back with our waiting for our network connection. Yeah, I say before we started, I had mentioned that Hugh Grant being in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, as I was hoping he would have to Hugh Grant his way through a spell. Right. No, I'm terribly sorry. I just, yes, it, it, it's rather long one. Would you just bear with me? Uh, do, you know, that mumbly, nervous shit. Right. Um, oh, are we, we getting back? Yes. Hey, we're back. Yeah, we got, it just says we got disconnected. That was weird. Yeah. Well, he said I was looking for network here. Yeah. And, I mean... We're also getting a little bit of uh, Hit Chapter 2 crossover in this movie, too. Uh, Sophia Lillis, she was uh, oh, yeah. young Beverly, right? Right. So. Yeah, she sure was. Um, Justin Smith, man, seeing him makes me want to watch Detective Pikachu. I know, right? That was such a good movie. It really was. Very Better so I do than have a question oh. about archetypes and Dungeons and Dragons, guys. So... Mention the characters, we mention some races. Michelle Rodriguez is the barbarian. Chris Pine is the bard. Okay, first off, are we surprised Michelle Rodriguez got cast as the barbarian fighter type? I just want to see how she rages. Oh, I... Is she going to have to declare she's raging? <laughs> I'm raging! <laughs> that's, that's the fun... Yeah, I mean... 
sorry, she, I couldn't resist. She gets, she gets typecast so hard. I know, and no. it's always like the bruiser. Yeah. Like, she's a very attractive woman. You could, like, you can make her a femme fatale. You really could. Or just, I don't know, give her a... she's got kind of that smoking voice. Give her a part where she doesn't have to beat the piss out of people all the time because she's actually a good actress. That's another suggestion. Damn, they're just running these characters down by what they are. So Chris Chris Pine, the bard. Michelle Rodriguez, the barbarian. Reggie Jean Page, the paladin. Justice Smith, the sorcerer. Sophia Lilith, the druid. Hugh Grant, the rogue. That makes sense. All right, so we're not going to see him do any spells because he's just going to bumble his way through, like, assassinating yeah, but people. But how can you awkward backstab somebody? Like, that's I mean, you can always like. awkward backstab. Oh, my God. Oh, look at that. What have I done there? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it seems I like tripped over this and mm-hmm. just ran my dagger through his back. Oh, it went all the way out his chest. Oh, is that your heart? That's so terrible, sir. <laughs> The red is a good look on you. I'll just back off. He wore the red shirt. That was a great idea. I've got my brown pants, and now I'm going to go change them. (laughs) Here's a question for everybody, then. Is this a high or low bar? I have my bar set very low. Like, we're talking in the name of the king low. Oh, God. Did you know they made two sequels after that? I do, actually, and I hate the fact I do. <laughs> and now I'm upset. And I'm Now gonna... I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's supposed to take place in the Forgotten Realms. I mean, anything UA Bowl does is a Forgotten Realm. Yeah. Like, no, no offense. Like, the sad part is his movies actually get better. As you watch them, did a I did a marathon thing at one point with his movies, and I don't know why. Uh, a dungeon siege tale. Yes. Is that Forgotten Realms? Dungeon mm, siege. Maybe I think so. Maybe G. I know it's one of the realms. I just didn't know if it was the Forgotten. I mean, technically, it is Forgotten Realms because that. Movie I forgot Lily Sobieski was in. Yeah. That. Um, there's somebody who did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what she was famous for. A Kubrick film. A Kubrick, which one? Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, God. That's where she started off, I think. And, well, not started off, but, you know, it was like the first one people were just like, oh, that was interesting. And then her career just kind of blew up after that. And then... Fizzled away. Yeah. Into nothingness. Yeah, see, I don't even... I like, I've seen some of these movies, but I'm like, she was in it? Now, granted, the Wicker Man did not help her case. Oh, my God. The bees! Not the bees! Nobody. <laughs> nobody's career, except for Nick Cage's, for some reason, has recovered. <laughs> now you got me curious. Who the fuck was in there? There are so many. James Franco was in a cameo appearance at the end of that movie, by the way. Wasn't he the kid or something? He, or like, was, he like, was the next one of, they yeah. were going to bring in. Right. Let's see. 2006... Which, uh, you know, based on what we know about Franco on some aspects now, I'm just like, oh, can you really grow corn with fungus? Like, is that the... (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't recognize hardly anybody on this. Oh, my God, Aaron Eckhart. Yes. He was with James Franco. Yeah. Okay. sure. Looking at all the people who are in that movie, I'm just like... I don't know. That movie. Although, there is a great part, and I 
I, I was kind of already doing this, and I watched the uh, Nostalgia Critic review of that movie, where mm. he's just like, he had to rewind that part where Cage in the bear suit punches that woman out, <laughs> and just kept inserting so many, like, bear puns to it, which I'd already been doing, like, in my head when I first watched that movie. It's kind of like watching the video of, uh, it was Snooky getting punched at the bar. Yeah. I love that video. But I have so many people, like, Edited it to where it had its own set, their own. Like, my favorite one has always been Falcon Punch, and she just boomed down. For, for some <laughs> reason, Falcon Punch getting added onto any major one off punch right. is hilarious. Yes, Falcon <laughs> Punch. Oh, <laughs> uh, I might have to add that into the campaign it's, Thursday. It's even hilarious to watch it happen in Super Smash Bros. Because, like, if you're just all in a big brawl where all four people, eight people, however, are, like, fighting next to each other, and all of a sudden you hear one person go, Falcon, and you're just like, oh, shit, three of us are dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like the Kamehameha. You know, the fuck's he saying? Is he saying, I'm getting the hell out of here. Right. (laughs) Like, we're dead. We're all dead. Which... They, they put uh, Goku and Vegeta into Fortnite. I know. And they, I've heard. And, and Kamehameha-ing people is actually really satisfying. Is it? Yes. However, I've seen somebody like, this is the only way to stop the Kamehameha. They blast off a Kamehameha, and as soon as they get done, somebody's like behind them getting in, and they just, book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have, to, you have to get stopped. So basically you do it if you think there's no one else around you. Yeah. And, uh... It completely kind of like, because now I'm like, I didn't get those characters, and I'm like, I can't picture Vegeta holding a gun. Right? Like, I can't either. Like, I've seen stills of Goku holding a gun, and it doesn't sit right with me. What kind of primitive bullshit is this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was Cody with the Vegeta. (laughs) I I recently got a guy at work into abridged for the first time. So I know when he's watched some because he'll come with me with quotes and clips and stuff. And to this day, my favorite Vegeta clip is, Vegeta, where's your condom? The fuck's a condom? <laughs> you, see, you said you were wearing protection. I was wearing my armor. <laughs> I still think my favorite one is Android 16 giving a speech to Gohan and just goes and let's not even begin to discuss the travesty of fatherhood that is Vegeta and he goes you want to come here and say that and he just I am ahead well maybe you should quit while you are <laughs> or there's always uh, the trunks Vegeta will we quit quit playing around we both know I'm your son are you as disappointed as I am? There's also, there's also that good one whenever Trunks kicks his ass for a second during the cell fight, and he just goes, What is this, I feel? Right? Oh, nice. But it's overshadowed by all this unyielding rage! <laughs> and of course, when Cell kills Trunks, yeah. My baby boy! Yeah. It freaks out. Oh, thank you guys for doing that, because you may remember the latest Dungeons & Dragons game I've played is called New New World? Yes, yes, I remember that. You were yes. telling us about that. What is that? It's an Amazon game. They built their team built it. It's about um, a world a world called Aterum. Aterum. Um It's a it's a world right beyond. It's like the Bermuda Triangle technically. Oh, um, yeah. But you travel. Um, you get this priest that comes says, "Hey, a country priest of Sorry, who comes to you and you meet up with them. He says, "Hey, there's a land that will fulfill your magical desires." Yada yada yada. You get on the boat, you get shipwrecked on this extra planar place, 
and you have to fight undead um, and corruptness. And basically, you use magic, but you be any class, but it's built. You get the same stats as you would in the D&D. So. Just, just yeah. for your kobold stats. I'm just showing Cody here kobold stats. Yeah. Yeah, that all adds up. This is for a first-level fighter, too, which worked mm-hmm. out for me because that's what Alan is. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, Cobalt stats. That was fun. Negative four on strength. Yep. Plus two dexterity. Negative two on constitution. He's a fighter, and he has to have at least a 13 strength to carry his armor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. He has 13. <laughs> he has just enough strength to carry his army. <laughs> it's winded very easily, going back and forth from place to place. All we do is load him up with coffee. Right. We just give him coffee. And Genesis is going, please don't. Please don't give him coffee. Please don't. In her very proper <laughs> elvish, please don't give him coffee. And I'm just looking at him going, looking at her going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just evil laugh that shit and be like hey, you know what I'm gonna make it a double shot espresso if you keep telling me not to like, well we get to a tavern and back in town after we turn in a, a qu- the quest and we go to the tavern to celebrate rest because we all need to sleep and uh, I'm just like we're, it's breakfast time so we're all eating breakfast and it's just like you see Cusk is sitting there he's got his head on the thing and I'm like give me a whole lot of coffee for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Constantly loading him up with coffee. So, so Alan is like a cobalt Tim Drake. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> Not really a Tim Drake, because he's a fighter. <clears throat> I think his intelligence is kind of low. I know he's the only one that has negatives on uh, the uh, modifiers. Yeah. His modifiers, there's a bunch of them that are negative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> That's pretty damn funny, though. Like, that, that better be that one in ten chance. Of, or, well, are they dragonborn? Yeah. Okay. He, he, uh, damn. Yes. Uh, he don't he, listen to this. Yeah. So, he doesn't listen to this, so I can say it. He doesn't know he's a dragonborn yet. Oh, okay. So, like, the way his backstory is, he thinks the dragon we're after uh, activated a volcano that destroyed his village. Okay, Nice. The dragon we're after is an ice dragon. And I'm going to have, I've got it, I haven't figured out all the details yet, but uh, they he was in a dragon clutch because kobolds can come from dragon clutches. Um, and that was stolen. And it caused, because you have a one in ten chance if you're born a dragonborn kobold to ascend to dragonhood. And it caused uh problems yeah and so they're looking for the eggs okay and uh in fact like that's that's the weird thing is with the clutch you can have a dragon clutch and there's kobolds in it there's also dragonborns in it and dragons all of the eggs were stolen and cusks was one of them okay so I, i'm kind of figuring it out cusk is going to be a dragon by the time i'm done that's <laughs> he doesn't know that but he's going to be a dragon by the time. Right. <laughs> um, and, Is it, why am I growing wings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's a, there's a book, a comic book written by John Woo and Gareth Enos. 
called The Seven Brothers. And it's kind of like, you ever see Sense8? Yeah. Kind of how, like, they're all connected. All of these people are from all over the world, and they're all related by the same bloodline. So they all have powers. And there's a pimp dude in it. And his they don't know what his power is, but he's definitely one of them because they can all, like, sense him. And he turns into a dragon. And I've just got a picture of Alan going, I'm a motherfucking dragon, y'all. Yes. <laughs> I could also see that happen. Yes. That makes... That makes so wild. Right? And like I said, we fill him up with coffee, and when we travel, he just runs circles around us <laughs> while we're walking, or tries to drive me with yes. my horns. So, uh, I am enjoying the hell out of like my say my tiefling, because you can pick, you can either do the tiefling traditional name, you can do a human name like the the demonic ancestral family name, or you can cast aside both of them and pick your own name. So my tiefling's name is Skill. Nice. Because it's it's what he uh, admires the most is when somebody's truly skilled, and uh, so his name is Skill. I like, I like him. He's uh, my first ever D and D character, so he's probably gonna have, hold a special place in my heart. Okay. I can actually show oh, you a picture of him. That would be great. Uh, I got on Hero Forge and made him. I was kind of thinking that. Uh, I do something kind of similar, and if I ever play an Argonian in uh, the Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. like just how they have those three-part names, like hides his eyes, or but mine's always the same one. It's kicks your ass, the Argonian. <laughs> just, uh, oh damn, that's cool looking. <clears throat> uh, let me see. I got a close-up because this is actually what the picture is on my dun- my D and D Beyond. It's the same pose. I just rotated it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send it to the group, Sean, because I don't know how well this was coming over a computer. Okay, cool. I'm gonna, cool. Yeah, I'm going to show you my character, the way I created him. And then, like I said, I got on... Uh, and because my webcam is dog shit. Like, I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. That's what we're looking at. There you go. But that is skill. That's my dude. I like him. I've got another one that uh, I made. I made the the bard too because I realized that none of our characters had healing spells, and you start off where there's no potions to buy in town. You actually have to do a, a quest to go get potions, like the potion maker to work again. Did we lose? No, he's no, he's he's there. Okay, he got real silent on that end. It did, and I thought we lost him. But uh, so I I made the bard just to kind of have the potions and be like, be able to heal. Uh, but yeah, even though I made that bard too, there it goes. Even though I made that bard still is the character I constantly think about. <laughs> nice. Are you trying to make um, Nightcrawler there? <laughs> well, I mean, they have tails. It was either a tail or wings, and I didn't want him to have wings, so I gave him a tail. Uh, okay. But his last name is Wagner. Wagner, yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. He once worked for the circus as the amazing Nightcrawler. Sorry, couldn't resist. 
Magic yeah. Gathering Arena. See now that I play D and D and I've actually been like looking the stuff up, I get all kinds of. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Wolverine in the second X Men movie treats Nightcrawler kind of like Worf you know, in Star Trek, where it's just like, yeah, shut up. Like yeah. it's like, but in the Munich Circus, I was known as no one cares. Right. Like, it's the amazing Nightcrawler. Oh. So are you planning on having an um an epic mission or a um um a um dang it. I can't think of the name of it. I think it's, it's, it's So I got the essentials kit, which comes with the it's the Dragon of Ice Spire Peak campaign. Um but it stops at level six. It has no more information after level six, and it says in the book if you want to go past level six, you're going to have to buy the other books. Gotcha. But there are um, three follow-up quests which complete the entire campaign on D&D Beyond. And they're like $5 a piece. So I'm going to get those and like finish this thing. Because like the next one is... Uh, so we got the Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. And then I'll go up to stuff that I have. Right. And then, um, is it the last? Uh, the Storm Lord's Wrath, which which is cool because, like, we'll basically be able to build a town. Like, it yeah. starts off, you build a town. Uh, what town is that? Uh, Le, uh, Leon. Uh, Leon. Leon. Leon? L E I L O N? Yeah. Leilon. Leilon. That's good for me. Um, and then there's two more after it. Like, they're all like super cheap. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'll go ahead and finish out this campaign and we'll go from there. You know, see where the kids feel that they even want to play. See, both the kids join D&D clubs. So Genesis oh, joined the one at South. Nice. Alan joined the one at Jackson Creek. And so like I even told him, I said, Y'all are going to do that for like a month and no more than me because you'll be, it's easier to learn in a group setting. Whereas I'm sitting at work on my lunch break, like scribbling notes and reading as much as I can. (laughs) Yeah. That's another fun one too. So what kind of book you're reading there? Dungeon Master's Guide. Nerd. Oh yeah. My boss, my pinko commie. I don't want to say the rest of it. Libtard, all that boss. I Daring him to say something about me in Dungeons and Dragons as I hold this hardback book that is definitely face sized. Yeah. Because I am so sick of every word that comes out of that man's mouth. I'm just it's it's one of those I wish a motherfucker would kind of moments. Yeah. Say something to me, I dare you. God. I you know, I never, I never got the whole nerd treatment from Dungeons and Dragons. Like it, it was just like an unspoken thing, I guess. No one had to say it out loud. They would just see you with the book, and you see the look on their face. Well, like with me, my family was very much Satanic Panic. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to even think about the. I wasn't like at my father's house. wasn't allowed to watch the word watch Ninja Turtles because of the word mutant. Huh. Oh, that's the. Uh... That's, because that was a slight against the Bible. And I'm like, how do you shit? How do you figure, sports fans? You know? 
so at my mother's, and I wasn't allowed to eat ramen for some reason. So at my mother's, it was constantly Ninja Turtles and ramen. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> the two things I was denied. So like, I but even my mom was terrified of Dungeons and Dragons because it's satanic. Like you can't walk by a thing of tarot cards without her going, oh, "It's witchcraft." It's like this ain't Salem, mom. Like this ain't the 1700s. Calm down. Yeah. And those people just like sex. Like and go away. People, people got tired of me. Like, in my family, got tired of me doing that whole like, you know, devilry, and I'd be like, great. Like, right. You know, and then you look at something and point at it and be like, people can fly in those monsters. That like an airplane passing by and just be like, witchcraft. <laughs> right, like, tis a big broom. Like just, it's like the people. It's like when a like a like a super famous like pastor or something rails against gay marriage, like gayness, and then gets like really detailed about like with them veiny bodies and this sweat dripping. I, I picture Lindsey Graham doing all of this. Oh. Uh, the sweat just dripping off his body. Oh my God, I'm just gonna fall over. Right, and it's like. Uh, that's you. That's not the rest of the world. That's you. That's what you want. You just go do that, and I'm pretty sure you'll not be such a hateful bastard. Yeah. So <laughs> I would do a good Mitch McConnell right now, but I'm afraid saying that out loud would actually, if we have any... I wish know, I could do if, Ben Shapiro. If but. we have any any listeners who are gay, that would probably turn them off for the rest of their life. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not going to do that to anybody because I Mitch McConnell. because I love you guys and we're not we're not going to do that. All one of you fan. Yeah right. <laughs> Although we know more than you, more than one person is listening because we've hit six of the seven continents. We so we appreciate you fan. Yes fan, thank you. <laughs> I don't think we thanked the fan right. in a while. No, we haven't. To to all of you listeners, thank you for <laughs> yeah, all of you listeners. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys Let's for you one of fan. Small, we're here, but we're trying to be factual. <laughs> factual. We get off on tangents yeah. and talk about random shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I never got the. I mean, satanic panic over everything. Which just meant to sap the joy out of everything. everything. If it felt good, literally, it was. If it felt good, it was bad. Right. I hated it. Yeah. It, it, it's almost less like waving around a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic would make Jesus cry. And like, I don't think. Well, he, these are the same people that went. You can't do anything in the arts. So acting, art, yeah. any kind of art, music, all of that, because I could end up gay. Because right. it was all part of the gay agenda. And I'm like, what gay agenda? They, everybody's got matching fucking outfits? What the fuck? They're a lot more fun than the rest of us. Like, what are you, you know, like, you know? I actually have a gay friend that would fit perfectly in this setting right here with us. Yeah. Like, he's just a huge nerd. Right. Like, it's his boy, it's his husband that's the super flamboyant. And I guess that's the funny thing is I think that's what makes them most uncomfortable. It's just like, they can be just like everyone else. But yeah, because they're people. They're yeah, like, right. It's kind of the way people work. It's the funniest thing ever. Right. There's nerds on every continent, dickhead. Like, right. figure it out. And I guarantee there's way more of us than there are of you. Yeah. If all the nerds got together to revolt, we'd take over the world in like 30 minutes. Or at least we'd have the most Instagram followers by the end of it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> See those generals oh, just watching way, mass guys. destruction. Yeah, I have heard that watching Doctor Who 
weirdly have sex is very off-putting. I mean... And also... <laughs> and also uh, in like two days... Doctor Who uh, is also in that Morbius movie. Lord of the Rings oh. is coming out on Amazon. So. Power of the Ring. Is this the first season? Yeah. Is it like but I thought they released it like two years ago? The half a billion dollar first season. <laughs> you know, I meant to ask you. Right I mean, now, Peter you. Jackson's got like a half a billion dollar that fell out of his pocket yesterday, doesn't he? Yeah, probably, yeah. I'm sure he's producing. Hey, Ravy G, when you were talking about New World, speaking of Amazon products, uh, New World. whenever you get anything off the auction house in there, do they like, do you get 12 gold deducted out of your. You know, stuff monthly to get free shipping on whatever comes out of the auction house, or is it? Is everything coming two business days, or? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Online game. Low Fun steam. What was it? Low hanging fruit Amazon joke for right. everybody. Yay! Low hanging fruit. What is it? Well, no, actually, um, transactions are um, COD. So. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was, so was it Larry said something about, like, well, I'm just went, ah, that joke was low-hanging fruit for me. And she goes, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to reach for it. I'm like, well, if you're hungry, anything tastes good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right, Indeed. Like, Indeed. Oh, is there anything great? Uh, I do like how they're doing Vecna in Stranger Things because, you know, Vecna, after I found out Vecna's a evil god, I was like, oh, yeah, so he's totally over everything around there. And he's very much alive, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was completely gone. No body, no crime, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie, like, so you talked about Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. I know the origin story for that almost by memory. Because, like, Despite the fact that, yes, this is the first time I've ever played Dungeons & Dragons, like, for real. Like, I've been looking up lore on this stuff forever. Pretty much since I've known about the internet. So, like, I like the whole Cain and Abel and Cain was the first vampire in yeah. Vampire of the Masquerade. Really cool. uh, like, that's a really cool idea. Um, like, so, like, I know a lot of lore. Like, I knew, I used to know a lot about the cyberpunk uh, pen and paper. So, uh... I think they just call it tabletop. Yeah, either way. Pen and paper, tabletop, it's all the same. I mean, we do use minis. They're cutout minis, but they're still paper. But yeah. I have been using minis to just for battles, ease of battle and stuff. Maps. God damn, I'm sure my printer is almost out of ink at work because of all the maps I've downloaded and printed. Uh, and I'm not doing just single page map because you can't see nothing. Like I'm doing like the four by four maps where you're like I'm having to cut the shit out, tape it together, and it's a big deal. Like, because I can't see, and like they're each space is supposed to be like five feet, and I'm like, nah, fuck it, it needs to be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what, I like it. I like it because I tinker with it constantly. I'm constantly tinkering with the game, uh, writing stuff down, or I think of something great for one of the characters, and I write it down. Like, hey, I need to do this. See how I can fit this in. Um, Alan is not going to know that he is dragonborn until he fights the dragon. Ah, oh, good. Get some dilemma in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very nice. I am going to drop hints that maybe it wasn't the dragon. It wasn't Cryovane, which is the ice dragon. It maybe it was something else or another one. Um, I'm leaning more towards, like, evil sorcerer covering tracks, but... 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, I can't wait to do that. I really want to see Water Deep, the 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 huge New York esque style city in Faerun, which is where my character's from, even though I have no idea anything about it. <laughs> well, if, you know, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. So. Water Deep, yeah. yeah. If you can make it water deep, you can make it anywhere. I am trying to think of what else there is really to kind of talk about. Like, honestly, like the. I'm going to say watch, listen, watch Critical Role. Oh, God. Because voice actors doing Dungeons and Dragons as their characters that they create is amazing. Sam Rigel, who I've heard in all kinds of stuff. I didn't even know I knew who he was until this. And he is in everything yeah. as far as voice acting is concerned. His character, uh, Fresh Cut Grass, in the current campaign is hilarious because he's just trying to be helpful, and he's kind of like Claptrap. Oh. He's more lovable than Claptrap. They actually like him, whereas Claptrap, everybody hates Claptrap. <laughs> um, but he's definitely a Claptrap-like S character. He's great. I didn't know Matthew Mercer, who is Levi Ackerman, mm. is their DM and has created this entire world. Um, Ashley Johnson, I've heard her do, she's done ponies, she's done, like, you've heard her do shit. I just couldn't believe. And they have a plethora of guests. So, like, Joe Manganello shows up. Makes sense. Will Wheaton shows up, also does a sense. character. So uh, Patton Oswalt shows up, does a character. Uh, Steve Colbert shows up and does a character. That's true. Colbert's a huge D and D nerd. Too. Yeah. Um, all kind. Of, I'm kind of waiting. Like, is Vin Diesel gonna show? He's probably too much of an asshole to show up. But, uh, Depends. Is the campaign about family? Probably. And Corona. So. Uh, Fast and Furious. Did you know that was all D and D? Yeah, all D and D. That'll explain That'll his explain entry and exit into the series as well. It was Fast and Furious. And, uh, <laughs> um. Just trying to think of guests that have been. That's a pretty good guest list, though. Right, and that's just season one, I think. And that's, I mean, that's literally like the best part of just D and D. Again, you can do anything, be anything. Like it, it's just right. It's ultimate creative expression. Ashley Birch, Felicia Day, Joe Manganiello, okay. Ashley Johnson, Chris Perkins, Carrie Patton, is that Carrie Payton? Yeah. Will Fredley, uh, Friedel, Will Friedel. Yeah. Uh, Batman Beyond. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Hader, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, definitely. That's one of Darren DePaul, like, geez, just like, holy shit. Marisha Ray. Like, Actually, there is one great thing. I don't know if it still exists or not, but um, it was somebody who took. I'll see if I can pull it up actually here. Do you guys ever read Darths and Droids? <laughs> Darths and Droids. It was like a weekly kind of comic strip kind of thing. So they take the Star Wars movies. Oh, wow, they're on episode seven now. Shit. But they start off with episode one, and they cast the movie with, like, using stills from the movie and comic book style talk bubbles mm -hmm. as a D&D &D campaign. <laughs> which is hilarious especially when you get to like character deaths like Qui-Gon and stuff for oh, yeah. instance 
Like it, it winds up being really damn funny. I read it all the way up through episode three. Uh, Erica Ishii, that's who I was trying to Because when I started, they were in the middle of episode one, so I had to go back and read it. Yeah. Caught up, and finally, like, you know, would take a break for a while, catch back up again. Right, like, oh, is this it? Yeah. Nice. So, it's not the same story, but it still fits. Yeah. And you know that there's always a bigger fish line in episode one? The guy who's playing Qui-Gon is kind of an idiot, so he thinks that's one of his abilities is to summon a bigger fish, and he always tries to use it at the most inappropriate times. Somebody was bored created that. Oh, yeah, It's freaking hilarious, though. Absolutely. That's insane. Especially whenever, after Darth Maul stabs him, too, he's lying on the ground, he's like, Rez, please. <laughs> My intelligence is sick, so I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Grog and Scanlan. I've name-dropped Grog and Scanlan several times. Did you catch that, Eli? Uh-uh, what'd you say? I said Dresden is Dungeons and Dragons. No, Dresden so Dungeons and Dragons. Even though they play Dungeons and Dragons in Dresden. Exactly. I was actually just thinking about the lines when uh, he introduced Butters to the Alphas. He's like... Yeah. This is my friend Waldo Butters. His nerd penis is huge. Because <laughs> I think their DM was one of the alphas. He gets killed. Yeah. And so they're all like bummed out and they haven't played in forever. So he grabs his other buddy who's super nerdy. He's like, here, one nerd, meet other nerds. And they all like get along, obviously. It's, uh, it's pretty good. So what, what, what would Butters be? Butters? Yeah. Paladin? Yeah, he is. He is a paladin, actually. I mean, Dresden's obviously a wizard. Mm. Yeah, doesn't he have the, um, one of the celestial swords? Oh, Butters? Yeah. Fidelakius. So he is a paladin. Yeah, he's a, he's a paladin. Fidelakius. That would kind of make the uh, the knights of the Silver Denarian uh, also paladins. Uh, maybe, um... Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Black and Denarians? Yeah. I thought yeah. you were talking about the, the fallen angels. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, this, the Denarians, the Lashiel, and uh, Nicodemus. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'd be considered um, the opposite of a paladin, Death Knight. The Death Knight? I mean, that's still technically a paladin. I mean, it's just it, it the other way. Just, yeah. Different rule sets. <laughs> Necromancer. Um. So, you know, you know, John Mark Cohen is now technically be one of those he, he, oh, he's he a black and Narian. he's got um Nampshio, something like that yeah which is basically the mage for him yeah the yeah of Lashio yeah so, so yeah Jim, oh man I mean I you know like the final cool. there's gonna be a fight between Marcone and, and Dresden it's gotta be like the finale or whatever hmm. like no, even I think, he, I, I think no, I think even after the apocalypse is averted, John Marcone and Harry Dresden have to have a showdown. I'm, I'm going to tell you, man, it's not going that way. When you get, whenever you get 17.5... Oh, the law? Yeah, I need to I need to read that. It's not going that way. They're actually, they actually have mutual respect for each other. I mean, he fucked Marcone over real hard in Battlegrounds. Like, actually, he, he did it publicly, too. Like... And there was, in a way, that Marcone couldn't do anything about it other than 
he just fucked me really hard and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> like, Marcone's gonna stew on that. Do what, Bubba? Can I spoil something for you? Yeah, go ahead. I'll probably forget you by know, the time I read it. You read the last book, right? Yeah, Battleground. 17, right? Yeah, I read it and then listened to it on Audible. So you know he got his, you know, Harry got his, um... Castle back, right? He got his house back, sort of. It's a castle now instead of a boarding house. Yes. He used to so, live in a basement apartment of a boarding house. Yes. And it got destroyed, and Marcone bought the property and put a castle on top of it. But yes. his sub-basement lab is still there. Nice. So he ends up getting... That's what I'm saying is he fucked over Marcone. He took Marcone's house. But Marcone built his house where his house was. So uh, it's kind a of a tit-for-tat kind of thing. To be fair... Oh, that he fucked him over like that? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Talent, take you like skill, recognize skill. Which you is, gotta, you know, Marcone should have known. You try and Bruce Wayne somebody, and that could blow up in your face. Yeah, like, indeed. You know, that's like when Bruce Wayne, when uh, Superman found out who he was, he. Turned around, bought the Daily Planet, bought Clark Kent's apartment building, yep, exactly. and also took Lois Lane out on a date. Yep. So that's yep. <laughs> oh yeah, you know who I am. I took everything from you just now. <laughs> Still love that Panda Red video. It's just like, oh, he works for a newspaper. Call me J. Jonah Fucking Jameson because I'm a newsman now. It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> call me J. Jonah Jameson because I'm a fucking newsman now. <laughs> I can't they, wait. Like I told you, they introduced a lot. Of Just so you learn a little bit more about um, the two new characters, and you learn a little bit more about Marcone, and you learned something else darker about um, Mav. But yeah. Well, I mean, she's the queen of air and darkness. She's the queen of the unseely courts. Uh, I mean, it's kind of. Nothing she could do dark-wise would surprise me. I, I love listening to you two talk about Dresden because it reminds me of when we did the Warcraft episode. And it's like, yeah. I, I felt like the nerdiest I ever have. But <laughs> you, like, not knowing anything about this, I'm just like, oh, so that's what it feels like. like yeah, <laughs> there you go. Sitting on, sitting on the outside looking in, I'm like, that's how I sounded at one point. <laughs> I wasn't here for that episode, so, I mean, there wasn't nobody to gauge a reaction off of. Um, yeah, Dresden's amazing, and I, I, I jumped on because of the series, and it, the series is looked at, even when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, God, this is trash. But I knew nothing of the books when I watched the series, so I love the series still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in fact, I started reading the series because I wanted more Dresden because it got canceled. Yeah. So. The thing I like about 17.52 is there are no vampires mentioned. Not even his uh, betrothed. No. There huh. are no. The only thing that you learn, the only thing that you get is um, lore about magic and about respect amongst frenemies. Huh. I mean, and yeah. Then, Mark Cohen is now considered a, uh, he's not considered human anymore because he has uh, Nancio. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still the Baron. And he is definitely the Baron. He is, Mark Cohen now is crazy powerful. Right. So, I mean, I've got nothing left on D&D &D except the fact that everything is D&D. &D. 
Um, and that the only reason Jeremy Irons did it was because he needed to pay for a castle. That he had yeah. just bought? Yep. That is yep. true. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I'm good. I'm going to check out Honor Amongst Thieves when it comes out. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I just worry that it has the D&D curse. I mean, well, it might, because like I said, my I, bar is really low for it. I, I don't know if it's so much a D&D curse as it is the letting a dumbass executive handle it based on buzzwords Dude. and marketing charts. Right. Dude, have you seen the follow-up of the one that Marlon Wayans was on? No. There was a follow-up to that? Probably straight to Yeah, there was a follow-on to that. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I was did not know that. Was it that bad? Dude. <laughs> What's the name of the Marlon Wayans one? It was, was it just Dungeons Dragons. and Dragons? Yeah. It was literal garbage. <laughs> I just, I just want to go ahead and toss this out there. Movies like that get made. Oh yeah, Jeremy but, Irons. Jeremy Irons. But Batgirl can't get a fucking release, right? I just, I have to throw it out there. Even if you just had it go straight to HBO Max, was it really that bad? The Wrath of the Dragon God. Okay, so let me tell you this: Dungeons and Dragons, the Marlon Wayans one, got. A 3.6 out of 10. The follow-up... That's pretty generous. ...which has nobody of the original cast, Dungeons & Dragons, The Wrath of the Dragon God, got a 4.7 out of 10. So it's better than the original. It was still garbage. Like, by what rubric? Oh, one character came back. Yeah, Bruce Payne, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Payne, he's the only one that returned. Yeah, but Lucy Gaskell, she was okay in it, but seriously, that movie was literal crap. <laughs> I, I, I don't I know, like, you, believe it or not, do you guys remember Dragonheart? Yes. Yeah. You know there are three sequels after the original? Yes. <laughs> and I think they're working on a series. I uh, knew about the second, the, I knew about the first sequel. I didn't know there were two more after it. It's kind of like I found out there was another say, a franchise. I didn't know they made a two, let alone a three, and I saw the three sitting out on like an ad, like on a stand. I was like, number three? I didn't even know they made a number two. I can put it back. Oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, <coughs> I actually heard a, uh, it was a Hollywood producer on some kind of talk show where a bunch of people talk over dinner. And he was giving like a breakdown of here's how we do these like sequels and DVDs. And at a certain point, the like profit to cost evens out and they just stop the series there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's why you get like, you know, I don't know, 47 out of a shit series. Right. Because it has enough of a fan base to carry it through. Right. That's why. Fast the Furious. Yeah. I would say that's why you get to, oh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, Arnasar. It's no. like a Jurassic Park ripoff series made in the 90s, I'm pretty sure. Yes, on, I saw that. It's yes, hilarious. There's like six of them. And yes, sometimes they reuse oh. the cast from previous ones and rename them because their character died in the last one. Yeah. There are yeah. eight, eight, the so number I, eight evil bong movies with so Tommy Chong. That last one I, I just sent you over chat, Cody? Yes. Yeah. That's one of the Jack Black ones from December of last year. 
Let's take a look at that. But yeah, I'm kind of running out of stuff myself. Here, right. What? Well, yeah, hey, you too, um, Eli. If you want to see a Jack Black one, I just posted it on um, Cody's um, his his Skype. So. Oh, okay. I just clicked on the link. Let's see here. <laughs> Dragonlance. Well, um, is it the teaser trailer? What are we looking at here? I, no, I thought Jack Black's thing was on YouTube. Oh, wait, hold on here a second. Maybe I just looked at the wrong oh. thing. Nope, that's RBG. Oh, wait, there's maybe something a little further down. There we go. That was ah, my bad. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I think if I knew how a damn scroll wheel worked, that would be the fanciest thing. <laughs> Uh, I don't oh. know if it'll let us. We'll save this here for a little bit. Yeah, we'll have to watch this um, on but another on, day. He looks yeah. familiar as hell. Yeah, he does. It's not. Hold on. I don't know. I have to. I have to look at that. Wait. Hold on. Watch a star-studded cast including Jack Black, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. <clears throat> So she might be a D&D nerd as well. Huh. She oh, dated yeah. Vin Diesel there for See, years. So. Reggie Watts. Reggie That's Watts. Right. Yes, okay. I knew that was That's him. That's the black guy, uh, yeah. Reggie Watts. Oh. From Dungeon Master Deborah Ann Wool. I would have never thought True Blood there would be in on it. But that's yeah. cool. That's really? cool as shit. Yeah. Melissa She's Vill DMing. Melissa Villa uh, Senor from SNL. Looks like Joe Manganello shows up. He must just smell Dungeons and Dragons and come running. Like a conch shell that people blow into. Sorry. Oh. Either that or every time he hears something bounce off a wooden table, he thinks it's a die roll and just goes to that location. Did you go to the Toy Comic Expo? No. Dude, there was, was an entire stand devoted to just dice boxes and towers. They were handmade by wood. Like the, the dice box tower I looked at that I wanted was like 65 bucks. I was just like, and I'm running around with like eight bucks in my wallet, so I, I yeah. couldn't get anything. I, the only thing I bought there was the One Punch issue of Justice League, where oh. Batman KOs Guy Gardner with one punch. That's just one. It's not worth the fuck. I picked it up for a dollar. I only wanted it because it is the infamous One Punch issue. Yeah. So. That's fucking hilarious to me. I especially just, I, I love... Especially every time Panda Red calls calls it calls question. to it, yeah. Especially whenever they're doing the Tim test, and he just goes, <laughs> Guy Gardner is like, "Batman's punching bag." He mother. He's like, "You little shit." And, just, and the next in the next video, he's laid on the ground. <laughs> and houses. Should we keep Guy there? Well, if he didn't want to be used as, as a bare skin a, rug, he, if he didn't want to be used yeah. as a rug on the way to the Tim test. He shouldn't have tried to attack Robin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think I'm tapped. Uh, as hey guys, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I gave y'all some links. Oh, yeah. <laughs> links. I, pulled, I pulled up both of them, so I gotta... I am gonna re... Since I kind of came back to Facebook, because I've got some stuff I gotta sell, and they wouldn't let me do it just on the internet, on their website. Yeah. I have to do it on my phone. Uh, I am back to Facebook. Uh, I'm tweaking the page. The Writing the Nerds page. Feel free. Um... It was like, hey, right, the nerds needs to be tweaked. And I was like, okay. So I got in there and I'm like, we're reworking some stuff. I've gotten six new followers. I mean, they've probably unfollowed by now, but whatever. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Hey. I'm going, I don't care. 
Yeah. As long as that tick goes up, at least to point, you know. Right. Peaks and valleys, my friend. Peaks and valleys. What? So, I am Kegger. And I am Cody. I am RBG. We are right in the nerds. Thank you for listening to us ramble on about Dungeons and Dragons today. Uh, I'm actually really happy we did this because, like I said, I've just recently gotten into it. And any information I can cram into this dome of mine, I'm greatly appreciative of. And I knew these guys would have stuff for me. So, with that, uh, good night. Yeah, guys, good night. Thank you all. Um, peace. Peace. Peace.